gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. I'm going to show the whole world why I was the unscripted, uncensored, loose cannon of commentary. I'm back, baby. Broadcasting from Manchester in the United Kingdom, this is the Aaron Meta Show. Go on, Doug Killer, Patricia. Yes, yes, the classic Nickelodeon show from the 80s. <laughs> Very awesome. This is the Arometa Show. It is the 24th of March, uh, 2018. Thank you very much for checking us out. Uh, if you want to check us out on Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash Arometa Show. It's uh, also uh, Twitter, is at Arometa Show. Uh, Tumblr is arometa.tumblr.com and youtube.com forward slash Arometa Show, which is either here. But if you're listening to Liberty Syndication, you're probably listening on iTunes, Player FM, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, uh, well, it's still there, and uh, also uh, Podcast and various other places where you can keep listening to podcasts. So uh, joining me on the show is Patricia. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hey, Trish, how are you getting on? Um, I'm all right, hanging in there. Yeah. I think it's been one of those weeks where we've all just been kind of rushed over, really, and uh, so, and uh, definitely I've been rushed around uh, this evening, because, uh, so I ordered some Chinese takeout food, and uh, I ordered for uh, for delivery, and she said, oh, yeah, fine, it'll be 20 minutes, which I thought was really good, so uh, waited around, uh, waited around for an hour, didn't turn up, uh, so I called up and says, oh, hey, uh, where's my Chinese food at? And she says, oh, uh, oh, I thought you were coming to collect it. And it's been sitting there for like uh, half an hour, sitting there for half an hour, and it's like, what? So, um, I go to the Chinese restaurant, and uh, then the person who's there tells me, oh, the person's gone to deliver it. So, uh, I've driven ten minutes to go to the Chinese restaurant, only for the driver, to, the uh, delivery guy to take the food back to my house. So, I had to go all the way back to my house for the uh, with the guy waiting there. And then I finally got fed. So it's... Uh... <laughs> Ouch, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, let me safely say this. I think uh, there's a few... Some of the stories we've got today, um, I think uh, that's probably like the least uh, uh, worrisome thing that can probably happen today. So, uh, so well, let's uh, let's go through the rest of it before, uh, before we get into that. Um, if you're going to be in Manchester the 7th to 8th of April of 2018, you might want to check out Manchester Anime and Gaming Convention. Uh, it is f- full of comics, full of anime, full of cosplay and gaming at the Sugden Sports Centre at uh, M17HL. That's uh, the postcode M17HL. Uh, an all-age event for anime fans, gamers, cos- comic fans and cosplayers uh, taking place at the Sugden Sports Centre uh, and also at the Flower and Flagon, uh, formerly known as the Zoo. And the doors open at 10.30am each day uh, for anime fans, gamers, comic fans and cosplayers of Exhibitors, performers, TCG, uh, game tournaments, talks, and many activities, including cosplay contests, uh, with a cash prize of one thousand pounds. Uh, sorry, one thousand pounds worth of prizes, not a cash prize. Sorry, uh, one thousand worth of prizes. Smash League of Legends with a hundred pounds cash prize. That's where the cash prize is, hundred pounds. And uh, talent show at parties and more. So visit ManchesterAnimeCon.com for more information and grab your tickets as soon as possible. So uh, let's uh, hope you're gonna we're gonna see you there. And uh, also, uh, we're going we're gonna to start off with our um, the uh, subject that we always start off with, which is net neutrality. And uh, this is a pretty cool story, because uh, according to Gizmondo, uh, meet the Oregon middle schoolers uh, fighting to save net neutrality. Uh, Luca, who is a 12-year-old student at uh, Mount Tabor Middle School in Portland, Oregon, uh, first learned about net neutrality for Instagram posts. Uh, before it, it was repealed, uh, I was trying to tell people about it, uh, and soon uh, she'd gotten to her two friends, uh, 12-year-old. Uh, Athena and 13-year-old Lola 
interested in net neutrality, uh, an issue which is of vital importance for the internet, uh, but so one that uh, is uh, wonky and even complex for, uh, for many adults. Uh, a month after Lucas saw Instagram post, uh, the Republican-led Federal Communications uh, Commission, led by uh, Chairman Ajit Pai, uh, fuck him, uh, voted to overturn the uh, agency's net neutrality protections, uh, which prevented net internet service providers like Comcast and Verizon from blocking or throttling online content and prohibited uh, them from making paid prioritization quote-unquote deals, so-called fast lanes for companies uh, willing to pay more to their uh, content delivered to the customers, uh, right, high quality, than competitors who don't pay up. Uh, the three seventh graders, uh, they knew they had something. Uh, immediately, Lucas says uh, the girls planned a school walkout, uh, but uh, Mount Table's principal, uh, Jean Keating, uh, was not having any of it. Uh, Keating tells his wonder the walkout would have uh, taken the kids off campus, which would have been particularly potentially uh, placed kids in harm's way. So, uh, after speaking to their parents, he says they agreed to the school-sanctioned protest uh, that uh, kept it on campus uh, when leaving the school. So, well, uh, you know, they've uh, they've done protests with this, you know, they're campaigning even further than that, you know, um, people are really passionate about this, and so are we as well here at the Aaron Meta Show and uh, the Old School Lane podcast. So, uh, and uh, also Patricia, we've actually found the uh, petition that uh, is currently there to save net neutrality, and it's got two million three hundred and forty three hundred seventy nine thousand and two people who have signed it, including me. So, uh, fantastic. And hope other people are going to be signing it as well. So, if you want to sign that petition, it's change.org uh, forward slash p forward slash save uh, dash net dash neutrality dash net neutrality. So it's up there on the screen, and also we'll uh, post it up on the uh, the Aaron Message Show Facebook page and also in various places as well. So you guys can sign it yourselves. So cool. Um, Patricia, do you want to start off with the news? Sure, I'd love to. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this is a YouTuber known as Count Dankula. I've never heard of him. What an awesome name. Uh, (laughs) He's recently convicted of a hate crime, and uh, this was after he created a video uh, for uh, basically taking uh, his girlfriend's pet pug and making him do Nazi salutes and uh, responding to the the words, Gas the Jews. So, uh, this is horrendous. Yeah. Now, there's... There's three parts to this I want to talk about, so uh, I just want to give everyone the background before I do. Uh, Scottish YouTube comedian, is, the Count Dankula is known by his real name as Mark Meachin, uh, was found guilty of a hate crime on Tuesday for posting a video of himself training his girlfriend, Pog uh, Buddha, to mimic a Nazi and uh, respond to commands uh, the court ruled anti-Semitic. Uh, in the video in April 2016, uh, Buddha uh, is shown marching, sorry, watching Adolf Hitler speaking at a rally in 1936 Olympic Games in Berlin, uh, raising his poor and uh, to the command Sieg Heil uh, and, becoming, and becoming alert every time Meechan says gas the Jews uh, a trick Meechan demonstrates uh, a dozen times in the video uh, Meechan's whose YouTube account uh, name is Count Dankula uh, praised Buddha in the video saying uh, who's a good wee Nazi uh, at the end of the video which is still up on YouTube in restricted mode uh, has been viewed more than 3 million times uh, Meechan says he's not uh, racist uh, but uh, just wanted to piss off his girlfriend by training him to do that um, he pro- provided the same explanation in court, according to the BBC, but obviously they didn't buy it. Um, uh, Mr. Brokowski, uh, head director of the Scottish Council of Jewish Communities, spoke at the trial, according to the Times. Uh, he told the court how his family members had died in the Holocaust and how he could not see it being made into a joke. There's three things to this, and uh, Patricia, then I'll give you the four after that. I mean, the first thing is that, you know, I'm someone who totally believes in freedom of speech. You know, I really wish that we had um, a First Amendment-style freedom of speech bill that would protect all, you know, not just, you know, speech uh, that we find, you know, normal, but offensive speech as well. I mean, uh, and also, the second part about this, what he did uh, was reprehensibly stupid. There's no doubt. There's no doubt about that. What he did was awful. But would I stop him from doing that? You know, I don't think I would, because uh, you know, as someone who you know fully believes in freedom of speech and uh, you know believing you know that uh, people should be allowed to express themselves in a way, and if someone does so uh, in a, you know in an offensive way like they do here, we have the freedom of speech then to condemn what he did. And uh, so you know, and talk about that as well. You know, I don't know about you, Patricia. I could find a lot of better things to do with my free time than to teach a pug to do Nazi salutes and uh, respond to gas the Jews. Uh, yeah, there's there's about a million things Me- that you can do that doesn't involve that. There, yeah, it's a-, it's a lot more productive too. Yeah, but there's a billion things I could say to that as well. And uh, you know, I mean, I'm trying to cover the the trial as quick as as best as I can. 
in in this, and uh, there is a lot to this. But I mean, in regards to the defence, I mean, I, I mean, th this is just my opinion on it. But I don't think the solicitor didn't seem to defend him very well in this because he seemed to go on the defence of, oh well, it was only a joke that was supposed to be for like you know a couple of people, and then all of a sudden it kind of blew up into like three million people. Well, you know, here's the thing about this: if he shared the video privately with uh, pe with people that he knew. You know, I sort of kind of believe that, but this is the thing, he posted it up on YouTube to a platform of millions of people. How many subscribers does he have? Um, probably not very many, I don't think. But, uh, you know, that's not the point. I mean, like, the fact that you posted it up on YouTube and the fact that it gained ground very quickly, like, you know, there's a big difference between seven people and three million people. You yeah, know, when you posted it up. So, obviously, it was going to cause a massive stir when he did what he did. But at the end of the day, I, I don't think they should have dragged him to court over this. I just think that's a, I just think that's over that's way overboard in this. And also it's going to cause uh, it's also causing a huge debate about freedom of speech in this country. Cuz you know, don't get me wrong, I think what he did was awful. Absolutely deplorable and awful, but you know, if we're gonna, you know, this, this, if we're gonna really, if we really believe in freedom of speech, we should have just allowed him to do it, and then we should have just uh, told him how stupid he was for doing it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, a lot of YouTubers have been under hot water lately because of stuff like this, uh, PewDiePie, and um, uh, what was it like, um, the the Ryan brothers, so uh, the or the Paul brothers. I'm sorry, but yeah, it's just. Oh man, it's it's just it's it's really sad, you know. Yeah. I mean, for for this guy whom, uh, you know, I again, I don't know this guy. I don't know how many subscribers. I don't know him have. either, just by the way. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. So I don't know how many subscribers he has, and I don't know how popular he is. I don't know anything about that. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I I mean, for I I mean, it's like the whole John Tron fiasco about his thoughts about various uh, polit uh, political things, and there were mm -hmm. a lot of people who looked up to him. And there was a lot of people who decided that, you know, what he said was uh, offensive to me. I'm not going to follow him anymore. And, you know, for something like this, it's supposed to be like, oh, this is supposed to be a joke. It's supposed to make you laugh. It's like people get offended with this kind of stuff. Yeah. And um, if you are planning on doing this for the, for a joke, you know, share it privately. But if you're going to share it to a bunch of people knowing that they're going to watch you, a lot of people are not going to take it lightly. And you just have to be careful what you post because, you know, as a content creator nowadays, you have to be really careful on what you post because with all the controversies that's been happening, it's it's just shameful that stuff like this gets not only lots of views, but if you do like the tiniest inkling, it can ruin you. Yeah, so what he did about, was stupid, absolutely. Yeah, what he did was was stupid, and uh, and I agree with that. But uh, I mean, I wouldn't have. I mean, there's there's a he tweet he tweeted himself being arrested. And you just look at it and you think, look, you know, what he did was awful. But, uh, you know, to, to drag him to court and to arrest him, you know, and to put him in, put him in jail. And I, I don't know. I just, I just feel really, I, really uncomfortable about that. We don't know the full story on what the details are. So we can't really jump into conclusions. So well, but apparently that's what he, he's been, he's been convicted under the Communications Act of 2002. Which, mm. you know, is a bit concerning, really, given that... Uh, uh, you know, you know, it's just this thing. It's uh, because even Ricky Gervais, you know, comedian, was saying how awful this was. And uh, you know, I, I, I can't. I've been, I've been listening to uh, basically everyone who's had an opinion on this, and it's just universal condemnation that he's. Uh, you know, yeah, what he did was awful, but he shouldn't have been. Uh, what has happened to Count Dankula? I don't think should not should have happened in the first place. I think he should right. have been, well, he's from been, Scotland, right? Yeah, because he is. It says she's a Scottish YouTuber, mm -hmm. so maybe it's different in Scotland compared to other countries. Well, I mean, it is. I mean, we don't have we don't have like a, a First Amendment. We don't have a First Amendment in in this right. in this country. So you know, there are restrictions on what you can do with free speech. Free, free speech. You can get convicted of hate speech in in the UK if you were uh, you know if you say something hateful towards somebody you know based on you know their uh, religion, their race, or their disability. So, right. it's a, and that's causing a massive debate in this country about, you know, uh, when, when is it right and when is it wrong for, um, you know, even is it right at all to uh, arrest somebody for saying something, you know, something hateful, you know, and uh, I don't know, there's just, there's going to be, a, there's going to be a massive debate over this uh, in, in the coming weeks, and I think, and uh, even MPs and politicians are starting to say, wait, this, is, this isn't, isn't this kind of like a bit overboard what's happened here? And I, I've got to be honest with everybody. I'm sort of kind of in agree with with them. What he did was horrendous. What he did was hor horrible. 
you know, uh, and uh, I don't see the funny side of it, uh, you know, at all. But what about you? Funny. Well, sorry. I said I don't find this funny. No, I don't find it funny either. But uh, I mean, would I have arrested him and threatened him with jail over it? I don't think I would have. To be honest, I would have just condemned him and said, well, "Look, look, what a, what a, what an idiot he's been on YouTube." You know, I like, mean, maybe uh, like all the other idiots like all the other on YouTube, YouTubers, we do. maybe his uh, YouTube account could have been suspended or something. Probably, yeah. I mean, it's like a YouTuber in their rights to do it. They're a private company. So, right. uh, I mean, uh, the, so there's that. But, uh, yeah, I just think, uh, so on top of that as well, I mean, there's something else about this I was going to talk about, and uh, I can't. I can't remember off the top of my head, but uh, you know, uh, me and Harry have been talking about this, and he's he, he's 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 absolutely uh, uh, angry over this, and uh, that uh, this is this is this whole thing has happened, and uh, he's even going to be attending one of the protests uh, for free speech when uh, when he goes and gets sentenced. And uh, I, I, I remember now. So um, the sentence that's been talked about for him getting—I mean, I don't know if this is going to be the thing or not. Uh, apparently, he's going to be on an electronic tag uh, for a couple of months, and then uh, put under house arrest. Now, think about how stupid this is, right? Because the offence was caused, was committed in the house. So, yeah, you're going to exactly. put him under house arrest? Even the, uh, even the punishment makes no sense. I, I got nothing. I got nothing. Yeah, it's just, it's, uh, it's uh, another one of these in, um, seriously. But I, 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 there's going to be more to come because, if, if, uh, you know, because I, not only do I do the Araminta show, um, but I also do Live and Wired, which is a bi-weekly live stream show with Decker Shadow and that long-haired creepy guy. And one of the things that we cover is YouTube news. And we talk about, like, a lot of controversies that have been happening with YouTube, like a lot of restrictions and stuff like that. And even recently, like the, uh, the kids YouTube, um, channels, um, they have to take down various, um, accounts that talk about like that the earth is flat and stuff like that. So mm. yeah. Yeah. On top of that, add threat of jail to what could happen to YouTubers now, because look what's happening here. It's disgraceful. And, yeah, uh, as a YouTube, you're under severe hot water. Well, it's, not just, it's, not, it's, it's the law. The laws need to change in this country. We need a First Amendment-style freedom of speech law in, in the UK to protect people from this bullshit. I mean, it's just... It's, uh, I don't agree with it. I don't, I don't agree with what happened. I think what he did was despicable. But at the end of the day, I would not have jailed him over it. I wouldn't have wasted, the, I wouldn't have wasted taxpayers' money with this either. I I wish you guys the best of luck if you ever do get a chance to have um, a First Amendment law like that in the UK or in Europe. We we desperately need it. Um, Speaking of America, um, John Bolton's... Oh, God, it's this guy. Yeah, it's like... That that mustache. (laughs) I swear, it gets gets worse every day you look at it. Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny thinking back to like the 70s in which mustaches were sexy, like, uh, you know, from people like um, Burt Reynolds. But now people kind of like dismiss mustaches thinking like it's like a porn stash or it just makes it very antiquated. I mean, people are complaining about like, um, you know, a few celebrities who are having mustaches and and completely disagreeing with it. (laughs) Chris Evans is rocking a mustache now and everybody's hating it. Yeah. Speaking of porn stash... Um. Oh! <laughs> Damn it! I walked right in it. Uh, you know, I was gonna say, do you think it's not only um, Donald Trump who might have a uh, have a tape? I think. Yeah, here's the thing about this as well. We've got the Stormy Daniels, I and mean, we'll only touch this on briefly because everyone else talks about it, and I want to talk about. I rather, I rather talk about other stuff really than what uh, everyone else is. But uh, you know, when I said that Donald Trump potentially might have a tape, a sex tape. It was a joke. It, it, it wasn't so. You can't even make jokes about Donald Trump anymore without them coming true. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I don't think SNL does as much Trump jokes anymore because he just got so insulted. About, about, he started throwing a temper tantrum on Twitter. I know. By by the way, I don't. I, I, we don't know if Donald Trump has a has a sex tape or not with Stormy Daniels. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I mean, but, let's be honest. He paid hush money to a porn star. Yeah, but whether he actually whether the 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 event that gets hushed about was uh, was taped or not, we don't know that yet at the moment. So uh, I'm sure we're going to find out soon enough. 
I hope that we do, because if we do, then we can finally get this guy out of office for good. Yeah, well, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's like, I, I was listening to Ben Shapiro, and I know not everyone likes Ben Shapiro, but, uh, I mean, I do agree with him on one thing in that, um, you know, Donald Trump is made of mud, and, uh, you know, you can't really fling any more mud at Donald Trump because, you know, it's probably, you know, he is made, he is this, uh, this swamp monster now. You know, he's not draining the swamp, he's basically become the swamp. Where there's, you yeah. know, someone like Oprah or somebody who could potentially challenge him, who has, uh, you know, starts off with a somewhat squeaky clean uh, reputation. All of a sudden, you know, things start coming out, skeletons start getting, uh, emerging from the closet. And then, uh, so his opponent has probably has more to lose than Donald Trump. Trump has, if that makes any sense, and uh, so um, I mean, so I somewhat agree with Ben Shapiro on on, on that premise, but uh, you know, it just goes. Isn't that just say about well, the state of politics, not just in my country, but in the United States of America as well? That you know, these are the people that uh, are running for office, and uh, they have you know, all, you know, and also people who the people who are still in this swamp, uh, like John Bolton, or like all these other people. Who, uh, you know, it's just, it's, uh, yeah. And, uh, notice that we've kind of walked around John Bolton, and that's how uninteresting he is. You know, despite uh-huh. the fact that uh, he was a, a cheerleader for the Iraq War, which, uh, turned out to be, uh, turned out to be illegal under international law. I'm not surprised so. that he did, mm. to be quite honest, because, <sighs> I mean, everybody who sides with the Iraq War says, like, it was, um, you know, it was an important war for America because we were able to take down Dem Al-Qaeda's or what have you. So. And Saddam Hussein had nothing to do with Al-Qaeda or 9-11 or any of that. I know! That's what makes it funny! No, it's, well, it's, no, it's not funny. It's, all, it's frustrating. <laughs> so, uh, so, uh, new, so, new information to come about Cambridge Analytica. Uh, from uh, Christopher Wiley, uh, who is the whistleblower in all of this, uh, has uh, revealed that uh, some incoming international security advisor, John Bolton, a super PAC, uh, tried to use Facebook users to uh, make people willing to to support wars. And so, yeah, so he was manipulating Facebook users to support basically killing innocent people. And, you know, Facebook is, again, going on, uh, you know, under hot water because of the thing that we talked about last week about how Trump is was using Facebook to, you know, talk to the people on uh, what they wanted to hear so we can gain votes. I'll tell you what, Mark Zuckerberg is going to be going on a world tour, but he's going to be going in front of Congress, in front of Parliament, in front of every government saying, what the fuck have you done? Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, ten years down the line, Facebook would be as relevant as MySpace. Yeah, it's just it's uh, it's uh, I mean, I, I'm I'm tempted to even put take take the logo off the off the page at this point. It's like you know, it's just it's uh, uh it's just I is 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 the it almost seems like the collapse of an empire in a way. Like you know, the, Mark Zuckerberg's lost a load of money out of this. Uh, you know, investors are demanding answers over this. And uh, it's just it's and and also on top of that, like it's 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 something that just keeps going. Like uh, we now know that uh, you know uh, the, the Cambridge Analytica pretty much built Trump, Donald Trump's uh, online campaign to get him elected, and now they've been helping out you know um, through other means, uh, corrupting other you know uh, countries' elections, and you know uh, stitching up politicians. And you know this this is dark stuff, man. I can, I, and guess what? And who's the one person who you think would be talking about all of this? <sighs> who's the one who? person you think would be talking about this? Who's not talking who? about it? Uh, Alex Jones, the info wanker. Of course. And he's not saying a third. He's not saying a word because he's Trump's bitch boy. That's why. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh God! All yeah. right. I, I think I, I don't have anything else to say. Just yeah, let's move on. I can't believe that we have him. As part of our political office, just this, like, uh, this, this, is this is hilarious. Uh, Nigel uh, Farage. Oh, by the way, I'm echoing. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, Nigel Farage uh, is a is the former leader of UKIP, and um, recently um, these 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 Brexiteers, and uh, we're going through Brexit right now, and uh, they've recently heard something that they didn't didn't uh, really like, and uh, that was. Uh, that um, uh, we're not going to still have control over our, our fish, apparently, uh, in, in a potential deal with the EU. Which, you know, surprise, surprise, bullshit, Brexit isn't going to go the uh, the Brexiteers' way. 
Oh, uh, how shocking. How shocking is that? Like, you know, the, the politicians might not have been honest about this? <laughs> no, say it ain't so. Wow, dishonest politicians? What a novel concept. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's almost like they're everywhere, isn't it? It's like, oh my god. So, Nigel Farage dumped a load of dead fish in the Thames. Uh, this afternoon in process of the... Oh, that's, uh, that's disgusting. Yeah. That is absolutely insulting. For all, for those who don't know, the Thames is, um, uh, you know, it, it's um, a river around um, the UK. And uh, for, for, for those who probably are wondering, like, for, like, hundreds of years, that particular river has been known for being incredibly polluted uh, because of, um, you know, a combination of, like, pollution and, uh, you know, sewage systems and not working out properly and all that stuff. And so uh, for the longest time, uh, they worked really hard to get that uh, river clean. And uh, as of <laughs> from what I've heard, you know, they're doing their best to make sure that it stays clean. So it's just well, absolutely disgusting to know that they are just dumping dead fish Back into the river so we can just rot. Hey, so it's a war they're losing, really. The last time I went into London and saw the Thames, it was absolutely filthy. You know the horrible brown colour that you kind of see when you know you mix a load of dirt together in water? Like that really <laughs> horrible dirt. Yeah, it's, it is that kind of colour. Oh, my God. It is just mud. So it, it's, it's, it's a shame, too, because that biggest river in london and it the fact that a, a lot of people use it for a lot of reasons whether it be because of um you know getting boats there or um maybe for a whole bunch of other reasons mm -hmm. uh, i don't know do you drink water from there yeah but uh, i i'm not sure well, if, it, if it, our water's filtered so uh and also, well, yeah i know but yeah, i'm just saying like you, you but you do drink water from there well no well, from the thames um, not directly, I don't think, no. Oh, no, not directly. I'm talking about, like, did you, is the water filtered there? Uh, it is filtered, yeah. Okay, so uh, imagine that. Imagine that you're drinking water that has been filtered from the Thames, and now you realize that they're dumping dead fish on it. Well, I mean, that's the reason why it's filtered. I mean, there's other stuff in there. Exactly. But, but like, this, 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 and, and not to mention that there's a lot of other uh, creatures that are living there, like well, other fish, maybe birds. Well, maybe... naturally, no. It's a, it, Patricia, that, that thing is filthy. I'd be very surprised if there's anything living in it. But uh, Yeah, um, and, and if, it's, if it is filthy, then I'm sure that a lot of creatures that were you know, that had their homes there or that were living there. Anyway, we're kind of missing, we're kind of walking away from the reason why he did it. I mean, the reason he did it is because he was protesting that uh, other, uh, uh, you know, uh, fish trawlers are having to uh, dump their fish out to meet fish quotas by the EU. And so they did this in pro, they did this as basically as a stunt uh, with that, uh, you know, for a media stunt, basically for a protest. And uh, actually it might have backfired because somebody has actually reported uh, Nigel Farage for fly tipping. And fly tipping is pretty illegal in this country right now. So, oh, um, God. And, and this is supposed to be a politician who's doing something illegal. Yeah. Wow, I haven't heard that before. Do you know, do you know what's funny? Um, you know, um, th we had a fishing committee in the EU which uh, would look after the interest of fishermen. And uh, and he and somebody could have done or, or, or sort of could have said something for the uh, the UK fishermen in this country. And um, do you know who that one person was who didn't bother turning up to meetings in uh, for the EU Fisheries Mini uh, Ministry Committee when uh, he should have been there in the first place? He missed he only attended one out of twenty three meetings. Do you know who that person was? Let me guess, Nigel Ni Farage. Nigel Farage. Of course, yeah. Do you know? Do you know? He get, do you know? He gets a pension. For, oh uh, my god! Yeah, so he gets not only that he gets a pension for uh, basically not bothering to do his job. How fair um, is that? And, and, and there's people like um, everybody else who are working their asses off in like various jobs, and they don't they they're lucky to get health insurance, let alone a pension. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I think it's time to watch a video. I think Yay. so. Uh, let's. Uh, Let's watch this one and see what we think of it. There we go. Okay, this is a counter-terrorism video, so uh, uh, let's uh, let's take a look at this. He's taking a uh, a pickaxe and putting it in a uh, a, a trolley—well, not a trolley, but a basket full of other uh, knives and things like that. 
and basically that's the end of the video. Oh, well, so okay. So if you see a guy with evil music putting uh, <laughs> pickaxes into a basket, then you better call the police. Like you know, well, this, um, this guy could be what? Like this thing could be perfectly innocent. I mean, let me say this guy, you know, uh, has only just moved into the area and he needs some he needs some utensils to do stuff. You know, and yeah, uh, he just needs. Uh, 14 chef's knives oh, and a like, pickaxe. I like he's like Yeah, he doesn't even look like he's what, he doesn't even look like he's doing anything. He's just buying stuff in a hardware store like uh, how dare he buy uh utensils in a hardware store. It's evil, I know. Yes. How evil is that? I mean, like, if it was like um if it was maybe something along the lines of um, maybe if it wasn't uh, a hardware store, maybe it was like a different store, and it, it maybe he was like talking to somebody, like they're looking like they're planning on doing something, or, or I don't know. But yeah, um, I, I, I know what the the ad is supposed to be, and it's of course it's very important. If you see somebody doing really suspicious acts, then you should definitely call nine one one or report it to somebody. But yeah, but there has to be evil. Yeah. There has to be evil music, uh, Patricia. That's how yeah, you know. There has to be evil music. Exactly. Yeah, the, uh, the evil music. So if you hear this music, that means a guy's gonna co commit terrorism with a pickaxe. Yep. Yeah. Oh, you gotta love you gotta love these wonderful lights, well, aren't you? If you do, see, we do say if you do see some really suspicious activity. Oh, I'm echoing again. Uh, oh, okay. So uh, if you do see some really suspicious activity, I do urge everyone to call, you know, to uh, to contact, you know, uh, authorities and let them know what you've seen. You know. So, uh, but uh, yeah, but I think this ad isn't very good. I think there needs to be a bit more um, explanation for it. So. Um, you can report it at uh, gov.uk. forward slash act. That's counter terrorism policing. And so, if you do see some terrorist activity, then yeah, do please report it because we've recently had a really horrible, horrendous uh, terror attack in France. And so, you know, for the more the more it gets reported, the better. So, uh, yeah, just want to let people know about that. Okay, um, so moving on to entertainment. Um, Disney does not get the Muppets, according to Frank Oz. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you've been seeing it the way that the Muppets were treated over the years, I don't blame him for saying this. Yeah, uh, Frank Oz, who worked alongside Jim Henson uh, in developing the Muppets uh, and worked uh, with the characters uh, through 2004, uh, directing one of the feature films too, has given a new interview uh, though where he had a, a few words of the Disney approach. Uh, he said, as much as Disney loves the Muppets and wants to uh, wants to. Sorry, as much as the Disney loves the Muppets and wants the best for the Muppets, I truly believe they do not get get it. Uh, they don't get it. Uh, they don't uh, get the true rebellion, rebellion and uh, true affection underneath those characters. Uh, Oz is part of a new documentary, uh, Muppets uh, Guys Talking, and insisted that uh, I don't mean to knock uh, Disney. They really do a good job. Uh, they never, never, uh, sorry, they've never asked me. They've uh, not had to ask her for the performance or how to do it. And here's my thing about this. So I can hear myself echoing again. Oh, yeah, sorry. So, oh, hello. hang on a second. Sorry, guys, we've got some technical difficulties here. It's um, still echoing through uh, uh, Patricia's um, thing. Let me just see if I can fix it on my end. Um, give me one second. Okay, here we go. So, um, yeah, if um, so, I'll just say my piece and then I'll let Patricia chime in. Uh, but um, here's the thing about this: um, in regards to um, you know Frank Oz, I mean, there's not really much else you can really do with the Muppets at this point because I mean, if you think about this, the, the Muppets started back off uh, in you know back in the day as kind of like nobodies. Kind of like just you know the the people are kind of aspired to be entertainers, and now uh, the, the kind of the Muppet storyline has evolved to the point where they've actually made it, and now you know if, if anything, I think Disney probably bought them at the very at the, probably at the wrong time, because the kind of like the, uh, the they bought them around the time in which like nobody cared about the Muppets anymore, like um let's see there was around the time uh, let's see we already did them we had the, we had the Muppet Show, we had um, all of the Muppet movies coming out like around the 70s and 80s. We had Muppet Babies. And uh, then, you know, the Jim Henson Corporation was doing like a lot of things. They were doing dinosaurs. There was, um, 
there was like a labyrinth and the dark crystal and uh the last one of the last things that jim henson worked on right before he passed was like uh, the muppets christmas carol and then there was muppet treasure island and yeah and then after like around like the late 90s and 2000s is when i don't think that the, many people were caring too much about the muppets anymore and yeah, I think that you're right. It was like during the wrong time. And then uh, after a while, there was like a whole bunch of like straight to video or direct to DVD movies like Kermit Swamp Years and uh, Muppets and uh, Wizard of Oz. And then afterwards, it was just kind of like stumbling. It, they didn't really have themselves a legging anymore. They were pretty irrelevant. Then we had the 2011 Muppets movie. And then that's when everybody started caring about them again. And then it was like a resurgence. Then we had the sequel to that Muppets movie. Then we had the Muppets TV show on ABC, which was a disaster. And now recently we have the um, Muppets, uh, the new Muppet Babies. And now they're rebooting uh, the new Muppets show again. Yeah. It, and, and then, of course, we have that controversy with Steve Whitmire being fired. Yeah, here's the thing about this though is that I don't think it, it kind of reminds me of. I mean, I don't expect anyone to know this, but uh, there's a character that we had in this uh, in this country called Roland Rat, and uh, with, with Roland Rat, um, you had the um, you had the he started off on uh, TVAM as kind of like a you know a nobody who uh, basically was uh, he basically did his uh, like his his children's show from like a, a wooden shack on the roof of the studio. And uh, he was—he um, became incredibly popular by basically being that, by basically just being kind of like the underdog uh, kind of character. Uh, but then when he went to the BBC, the big problem was is that uh, they kind of played into his ego and uh, showed him that he was like this really big star and gave him exactly everything that he wanted. And the big problem with that was is that um, you know you kind of the, the, the character had evolved. Um, away from what he was, it's kind of like it's kind of like what The Simpsons was. Like you know, the, the characters started off. The The Simpsons started off as this, uh, you know, uh, counter uh, culture to um, to to you know the uh, the wholesome family of the of the eighties and the nineties. And then, um, but but now you know, if the uh, if the if the um, the uh, the Simpsons now. Uh, today are, are, are a shell of what what they were back in the eighties and the nineties. And uh, so, you know, the, um, I mean, unfortunately, the Muppets have kind of fallen into that same trap where they were something different uh, to begin with. But now, you know, they're rich, they're famous, you know, they're uh, they're doing, you know, they're, they're pretty much got the, the world as their oyster at this point. And uh, I don't really think Disney can really do much with them at this point. Joke with um, the Muppets movie, the 2011 one, in which, like, they were pretty much irrelevant. Nobody knew who they were anymore, and their theater was shutting down. And they needed to find a way so they can be able to get themselves back up. Yeah, but here's the thing, like, uh, they, uh, they'd made the money. So you know, you had uh, in the in the in the in the returning movie, you had uh, you know Kermit the Frog, uh, you know living up up in his mansion, and then uh, you know he's go going around in a Rolls Royce uh, with his uh, well his robot butler driver or whatever, and uh, you know so it's like it, it was uh, the, the way they portrayed them was um, they they'd made it, they were already there, and there was nothing else to kind of go back to except for nostalgia, which uh, which they did, and so. Um, yeah, he's like, and I have not seen the new Muppet Babies, uh, uh you know, uh, preschool show on Disney Junior, so I can't really say too much about it. But I do know a hundred percent for sure that it's definitely not going to be the same as the '80s one. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so that's. Uh, I mean, I really hope they can do something with the Muppets eventually, somewhere down the line. I mean, I mean, do I dare say you reboot the Muppets? I mean, they've already done it so many times at this point. Have they? I mean, planning on rebooting the Muppets on the show already. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, and as for like re rebooting the storyline, I mean, so basically start them from like the very beginning where they had nothing. Every single movie is a standalone movie. There's no continuity or storyline that goes through any of the characters. Sure, they may play, you know, the same with their personalities, but when it comes to like, oh, an, an ongoing plot or anything like that, no, it, it does not belong in the same continuity. Okay. So uh, anyway, we've got another video coming up. So uh, let's uh, let's have a look at that. Give me one second. So I ended up with some more controls, which I didn't think I have to do. So um, here we go. <laughs> Haven't seen him in a couple. Of 
Oh, hey, this is fun. This, uh, there's a guy online, and uh, I do apologize, his name completely uh, um, goes away from me, but uh, he's uh, doing a anime, um, uh, he's basically doing a, an anime version of Zootopia. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and so he's uh, he's he's basically put this uh, together, and uh, so he's showing the comparisons between the two scenes that he's animated, so let's take a look. But hey, you should talk to his yoga instructor. I'd be happy to take you back. Oh, thank you so much. I'd appreciate that more than you can imagine. It'd be such a big... Oh, you are naked. Huh? Oh, for sure. We're a naturalist club. <laughs> <laughs> I love this scene. Yeah, in Zootopia, anyone can be anything. These guys, they'd be naked. Gongi's just on the other side of the pleasure pool. Well, I mean, it's, uh, I tell you what, they have to hide a lot more in the anime version than they do in the, uh, in the, in the Disney version. So, uh... Work in progress. So, uh, yeah, I really hope he, uh, uh, I'll tell you what, I don't know if he's gonna do the entire movie, but the entire movie will be hilarious to watch in anime form. Yeah, uh, I. it's actually pretty impressive, the fact that he was able to painstakingly make an anime clip of a scene from Zootopia. And it's actually pretty funny putting that from animals to humans and actually seeing like the context of it. Mm -hmm. Especially the scene in which they actually do go outside and they're in the, um, the jacuzzi. Yeah. Um, on this show, we normally talk about 50s and 60s stuff. And, uh, and, you know, we, sorry, we no, no, don't talk about 50s and 60s, actually, it's more 80s no, and 90s. No, I, I was about to say, it's like, what show are we in? <laughs> I do apologize. So, anyway, normally we talk about 80s and 90s stuff, but uh, normally we usually forget about the, uh, the actually, uh, the, uh, the, the 60s and 70s stuff. And, uh, unfortunately, 70s and 80s kids have had a bit of a, uh, uh, has a pretty sad uh, news uh, this week, and that is that uh, Frank Uzruch, uh, who is a for the former Bozo the Clown, has died at the age of 89 years old. Oh, that's very sad. Yeah. Uh, Frank Uzruch, who is a long-time WCVB TV personality, entertainer, uh, known for playing Bozo the Clown, uh, died at his Boston home on Tuesday, according to the station. Uzruch uh, died at 89 uh, after a long battle with heart disease, uh, coming to WCBVB, uh, said on his web on his website, uh, the uh, Wishfloop native, the Wishfloop native, uh, Oswich graduated from Boston University in 1949 and began a career in radio uh, before stepping into television. He played Bozo uh, from the late 1950s to the, the 1970s and uh, hosted another locally produced show known as Sunday Open House, The Good Day Show, and Sunday Live. And so he was. Uh, yeah, and you have to imagine. I mean, we even talked about this on Pixmix when we were talking about Toy Story 2 about like those old 50s and 60s um local variety shows for kids so I'm sure for like kids in certain areas uh they grew up with Bozo the Clown and you know similar to like him and um what you call it um Cuckoo Fran uh, Cuckoo Fran and uh, Sherry Lewis and Captain Kangaroo uh and um Howdy Doody these were like you know essential for like education and entertainment for kids and it's a really sad thing to know that one of the last of those uh hosts of uh you know these old variety shows that we don't even get anymore is pretty much gone yeah and uh one thing that was funny about this was that uh, they um uh, keep this in mind there was more than one bozo and so uh, Frank, Frank Avrich was the uh, uh, he was the Boston bozo, but uh, there was also uh, you know Chicago, Chicago, two Chicago bozos as well. And Ch Chicago's uh, local television station has to put a uh, uh, a statement on Twitter to basically say, look, it was. Um Frank Overage who died, and it wasn't our Bozo who was... Uh, but it was, uh, their, their original Bozo had passed away in 97, but their uh, Bozo that they had to play, had them who played Bozo the Clown between 1987 and 2001, he's still alive. So they, <laughs> they had to basically put a clarification <laughs> out for that. Yeah, just like we said before, um, you know, every single state had their own local variety show. Some of them could be different, some of them are pretty similar, but... Nonetheless, uh, it was a big impact on a lot of people, so I guess we have to say, oh, no, it, it wasn't this Bozo who died, it was the other... Oh. Yeah, I know, because... Uh, imagine this, though, like, how big must Bozo have been at that time? He must have been huge for people want to, wanting to emulate him. 
You know, it was it was it was insane. Like so, you know, and uh, I I would really like to hear you know people who are like you know were in that time and saying you know oh hey you know yeah Bozo was the was the real deal you know and uh, he was uh, you know he's a big he was a big act between you know the fifties and seventies and and that so uh, yeah um, so anyway Bozo uh, I'm thank God for it. Uh, we our thoughts and prayers go to his. Uh, his family and his friends at the, and also his fans at this very difficult time and um, no doubt uh, we have lost uh, a very hilarious character in uh, in TV nostalgia so uh, our thoughts and prayers to everyone down in Boston okay so uh, so I think we just kind of lost Patricia at that point so uh, Patricia are you still with us yeah I think we just lost her okay well while she's coming back uh, we'll uh, I'll uh, take a quick look at this video um, let's have a look. This is, um, I believe this is, uh, this is a video of Scooby-Doo, and uh, I don't know why some people want us to look at this, but, uh, let's look at it anyway. So this is, uh, I mean, I'm assuming this whole crowd is there to see other people as well, but, uh, apparently they're having a really good time with uh, the guy who's dressed up as Scooby-Doo at the moment, so, uh... Uh, I'm back. Uh, you're back, cool. So, we're on this video, I mean, I'm not, I mean... I'll tell you one thing about this. Why can nobody film in widescreen on their phone? I mean, uh, I, I hate it when people do this. Why can't they put? Why can't they just turn their phones horizontally instead of vertically? I I hate this. This is a major pet peeve of mine. I know. Okay, then. So, uh, tell you what, we are going to have a uh, tutorial. So, everybody, let's just imagine. You know, uh, this is a phone that you, uh, you have right here. And so when you film on your phone like this, you are an arsehole and I hate you. <laughs> so what you need to do if you don't want to be an arsehole for me for you to hate, then you turn the phone around like this, press the record button, and there you go. Then I don't fucking hate you. Then, you know, uh, it all fits on the screen and then I can react to it normally. The more you <laughs> and know. That was, and that was uh, Technology 101 with Aaron Meta. Tune in next time as he shows you how to not block your finger, uh, not to block your microphone with your fingers. Thank <laughs> you for that. <laughs> anyway, let's watch. So, I mean, I don't exactly know why, what's going on, but I, I have no idea who the people are on the floor. I, mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it has something to do with uh, the, uh, what you call it, the. Um, uh, the these are the guys from Supernatural, and you know that whole crossover movie that they're promoting from from recently. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised if this is like the cast and crew from Supernatural, and they have Scooby Doo there, and maybe they're like showing off that promotion. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe. I tell, I tell you what, though, like uh, I mean, we talk about the Muppets, like you know, we've never got rid of Scooby Doo, have we? Like Scooby Doo has been like there since the beginning. I, I, my friends, Creepy and Y Boy from Manic Expression, have covered Scooby Doo, so I do know a bit of histories uh, about the character. Um. He has gone up and down over the past couple of decades, depending on what decade you want to talk about. Like, from the 60s and the 70s, he was, like, top tier amongst the Hanna-Barbera cartoons. But then around the 80s, he kind of stumbled a lot with his movies. Then the 90s, he was pretty much a no-show until Zombie Island came along and pre pretty much, like, brought him back into relevancy. And he hasn't stopped ever since. Do you want to know, do you want to know a fun fact about uh, Zombie Island? Hmm. Uh, it was supposed to be a Swartzcats episode. Oh yeah, I know that. Yeah, um, one of the men who wrote the screenplay for SWAT Cats, he wanted it to be like this big special um, episode of SWAT Cats. But then when SWAT Cats got canceled, he decided to change it into a Scooby Doo movie. And um, his writing was um, essential for the Mook animation movies. He was uh, he wrote the first three, and I think he like co-wrote the fourth one, and he executive produced it right before he. Um, no longer was a part of it. Uh, but yeah, I do know that um, Zombie Island was originally supposed to be uh, a script for a um, SWAT cast, which it's kind of funny because mo m most people, um, you know, in our generation, we remember SWAT cast, but I'm sure younger generations don't remember too much about it. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, in regards to um, you know, uh, I mean, I tell you what, in the Swordcats revival, like uh, I know that Kickstarter's actually doing really well. I know they're, I think they're animating it right now, aren't they? That's uh, Swordcats next next. Hear about that? And it was a. I, I've been following the Kickstarter for years, um, ever since um, that the the guys who created uh, Swordcats, uh, they're known as uh, the Trembly Brothers. That's what they're. Yeah, the Trembly Brothers had did the the Kickstarter, and they had enough money to do a pitch and they have been trying to do the pitch on like cartoon network and netflix and all these people and um for a long time it wasn't successful in being picked up and a lot of people were like really disappointed and i think that now they reached uh, an agreement with some company i don't remember who but they're currently working on some episodes right now that'll be available for streaming which i'm really excited for them to um you know to get started on that i'm really excited to see what you know the episodes are going to be about yeah i, I tell you what though i think uh, with uh, with swap cats i mean i really hope we get some really kick-ass episodes out of that and uh, yeah <laughs> and i'm hoping that maybe sooner or later we get a revival on pirates of the dark water yeah here's an interesting thing about that though i mean uh, would you make it the same as samurai jack where it's kind of like a gritty reboot Oh, that would be so amazing! Yeah. I would love that. Mm-hmm. I mean, essentially, you know, Pirate the Dark Water and Swagcats will be perfect for like gritty reboots. They were essentially that. It's just that they had to stick to like the Hanna Barbera formula of having like a monster of the week or adventure of the week kind of thing. But man, gritty reboots with like a continuing storyline and violence and developing characters. Oh, I would love that so much. And you know, and even the guy who wrote for Zombie Island. I mean, he wrote many episodes of Dark Waters and uh, Swat Cats. I would love to see him try to come back and, you know, uh, be the helm for it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, I mean, we'll move away from this because, I mean, there's not much... We've kind of veered away from it, but... Uh, yeah, I, I, trust me, I can talk about those shows forever, but yeah. that's not where we're here. Okay. Nickelodeon confirms that John Cena will not be hosting Blue's Clues. In other news, the sky is blue. Next. <laughs> what okay, it- but no, seriously, we, we knew that this wasn't going to happen. I mean, that even that whole TMZ um, uh, report where Steve Burns was challenging John Cena to say, oh, you're going to host Blue's Clues? Well, bring it on. It's like, no, he's not going to do that. Do you, do you know, my biggest worry about this is that, uh, you know, um, John Cena's been doing this whole, uh, you know, I, I need a road to go to WrestleMania. And I don't have an opponent, so I'm offering a challenge to The Undertaker, who's not going to show up. So, oh, hey, maybe I'll uh, challenge Rey Mysterio, who's broken his arm, so he can't uh, compete at WrestleMania. And, uh, oh, and then then when I heard about this whole Blue's Clues thing, and that the uh, the original uh, the original Steve wanted to challenge him, it's like, uh, I, I just had like this, this oh, please, uh, WWE, please don't make this match happen that with John Cena. That would be stupid. It was I mean, awful. Steve Burns is an independent musician. He's not a wrestler. Yeah, I really thought they were going to do some kind of like really awful story. Because keep in mind, you know, uh, John Cena right now is tied up quite heavily with Nickelodeon. I mean, he's going to be voicing a character in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He's going to be hosting the Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards. He's doing vignettes for them. He's, uh, you know, he's becoming quite involved in the in the mechanics of Nickelodeon Studios right now. I wouldn't be too surprised if they brought him in as uh, a uh, as a Hey Arnold uh, character in season six if they do do it and. Uh, I mean, it could be possible. I mean, maybe he'll appear as a guest on, like, Spongebob because, you know, in Spongebob specials, they always have, like, a special guest, uh, you know, like a cameo or something. So, yeah, I mean, with the fact that John Cena is becoming, like, really huge with Nickelodeon, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe he, you know, is involved with a lot of other stuff, similar to how, like, a lot of celebrities back in the day were huge with Nickelodeon. Like, Rosie O'Donnell was huge with Nickelodeon back in the 90s, and mm-hmm. um, then we had, like, all those celebrities, and, and you know, I mean, John Cena is very similar to, like, Dwayne Johnson at this point, in which, you know, they're known for their acting and being involved with, like, kids' shows, uh, you know, just as much as wrestling. I don't know. I think John Cena needs a few more successful movies before he gets to... Uh... Uh, you know, uh, Dwayne Johnson. You know, Dwayne Johnson right now is the most, is the most highly highest paid actor in the world right well, now. I mean, but then again, you have to understand that uh, Dwayne Johnson didn't get you know to where he is now by doing excellent movies. I mean, he had to do a whole bunch of movies that didn't exactly do very well. I mean, not oh, yeah. a lot of people really like Scorpion King or the Tooth Fairy. 
Oh yeah, the tooth fairy, right? <laughs> yeah, he did. He did do some shit, but uh, I mean, uh, John Cena. I mean, I mean, he, he. I think his debut in in movies, I think, was Ferdinand, and actually was he yeah, actually carried that pretty right. well. Ferdinand, and I heard it was pretty decent. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's not it's not massively successful. It's like it's not like going to be like an, hopefully it's not going to be an ongoing franchise because I think one one Ferdinand movie is enough. But I think uh, I mean, yeah, there was. I mean, unless it was like uh, I mean, I don't think Ferdinand is like a book series, is it? It's like just one book. Yeah, I'll safely say this. I think uh, John Cena is probably going to have a better movie career than uh, Hulk Hogan did. I mean, like, yeah, yeah I uh, know, Mister Nanny and uh, Suburban Commando. And, yeah, Blowing uh, Commando. Or, yeah, uh, and I—I uh, I mean, if John well, Cena does a, a reality do- show, I'm sure we'll do a million times better than Hogan knows best. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what. Do you remember Hulk Hogan was in Muppets from Space? Oh, one yeah. of the worst of the Muppet, Muppet movies. movies. God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Any, any, anything he touched turns to shit in Hollywood. Like, uh, and, uh, you know, it's just, it was... Uh, oh, it's all about that as well. D- uh, there's rumors going around that uh, WWE in negotiations for Hulk Hogan's have a return. Oh, uh, goody. Uh, I mean, how old is this guy already? He's like in... He should be in like in his 50s or 60s. Yeah, he's, Isn't he a little too old for that? He's had two... As far as I'm aware, he's had two hip replacements and a, and a knee replacement. Jeez, so, man. Can, and you want to throw him back into the fire? Uh, you know, I mean, I've been hearing a lot of, you know, news from my wrestling friends about Daniel... Brian or something? Oh, Daniel Bryan's, you know that, that that that. I tell you what, when I saw that, I, I got to be honest with everybody, I actually did tear up because you know. Yeah, this- I, I think that some of my friends were talking about like, oh, I was so scared for Daniel Bryan because you know he went through a lot of injuries and I was going back and you know, I, I mean, I don't know anything about wrestling, but when I heard about that, it's like, yeah, I mean, wrestlers do get hurt when they fight people and the fact that they were like really concerned for a guy who's like really young and he's like a current wrestler then yeah but you're talking about Hulk Hogan Mm. the guy is already retired and now he's gonna go back into wrestling I mean you know good luck to him more power to him if he wants to continue to be fair he's actually never officially retired from wrestling Okay, yeah. fair enough. But you know what I'm saying. It's it's kind of like Rocky Balboa, in yeah, which but, you know you have Rocky who's when it's wants to fight younger uh, boxers. Do, do, and, like, do you remember? Do you remember even, even even during Hulk Hogan's prime? Do you remember the way he wrestled? He never really like you know got. He was the immortal Hulk Hogan. He never really got knocked down or like you know uh, he even no celled a lot of uh, a lot of the fights. Do you remember he like he used to do that kind of like hulking up thing where you know people would just punch him, but he just keep getting stronger and stronger, and then you know so it's like they did. Bring him back he probably would he would be they would play him up as the immortal hulk hogan who can't be beat and so the likelihood is he's gonna get knocked on his ass is gonna be very unlikely i would have mm. thought i'd be very surprised if he took massive like you know he's he's not gonna be like thrown off the top of the turnbuckle or anything like that so it's mm-hmm. like if they did bring him back he's gonna be he's gonna be the immortal hulk hogan and uh if anything you know he's not he's not gonna you know uh you know go down at any point when mm-hmm. you think about it he's too old for that so. Yeah, that's true. He's he's too old for that, and I and I wouldn't be surprised if maybe there's like this continuing storyline about Hulk Hogan wanting to get back into his good old days of wrestling, and you know him telling everybody to like eat their vitamins and Say you know prayers, be strong brother. and be good to everyone, brother. Yeah. Oh, here's something interesting about uh, you know, um, you know, you have John Cena, you have Dwayne Johnson, you have the Bella Twins, and you might have some other. Uh, wrestling alumni turning up at the Nickelodeon Kids Choice Award. Yet, uh, WWE can only get one of them to turn up at WrestleMania, and that's John Cena. Mm. Well, I, mean, <laughs> I guess so. That's It's quite crazy. No, don't get me wrong. I mean, the, the Bellas could make a surprise appearance at uh, WrestleMania because, uh, you, know, one, you know, Brie Bella's married to Daniel Bryan. And so, uh, and also, uh, you know, uh, uh, the other Bellas married married to John Cena. So, I mean, there's also a possibility that the Bellas could turn up at WrestleMania. There is, but uh, I mean, the fact that Dwayne Johnson's yet to be confirmed for WrestleMania and he's confirmed for the Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards that just seems. And also, with John Cena and the other the Bellas and like other wrestling talent that might be turning up at Nickelodeon but not at WrestleMania, that's just bizarre to me. Yeah, I know. It's not like Nickelodeon's going to have their own like little wrestling show for kids. It's like we're going to have it's going to be like Nickelodeon Guts for kids. It's going to be wrestling and then John Cena's probably going to be like the host. I don't know. Like, that'd be interesting, wouldn't it? You know, Nickelodeon started its own wrestling show and competed against WWE. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, let's see. We've already had like extreme game shows in the past. Let's see. We've had Guts. Uh there's a kid version of Wipeout. 
uh, and uh, let's see, they had Wild and Crazy Kids. So, yeah, I mean, maybe if they had, like, a lighter tone version of, like, you know, for kids who love, like, wrestling, then... I could see it happen. Well, I yeah, mean, wrestling like, is becoming really popular now. It is becoming big popular. Well, you got uh, you got pro wrestling gorilla. You got progress wrestling. You got uh, you got done here in Manchester. You got Future Shock. I mean, also on top of that, you've got uh, Ring of Honor. You've got New Japan Pro Wrestling. You've got the WWE, obviously. And uh, I don't know. It would be interesting to see Nickelodeon get involved in that in that craze and say, "Oh, hey, well." Uh, on top of that, as well, here's the thing about Nickelodeon. I hate the fact that they even to this day and that they still go to. They still cater to the 6 to 11 uh, demographic as their main demographic, despite the fact that they have a huge social media presence. They have loads and loads of fans that are like in their 20s and 30s that still, you know, appreciate the product. And, uh, you know, and, and they're still going back to, uh, you know, and, and, and Nickelodeon, let's face it, they are pandering to these people. We're getting Rogo's Modern Life uh, Static Cling at some point, and we're going to get another Invader Zim. And also there's a possibility of a sixth season of Hey Arnold down somewhere down the line. They are, they know that these people exist. So why not make a thing of it? You know, I would love to see uh, Nickelodeon uh, do a wrestling show. You know, uh, which caters to the uh, the 18 to the 34, you know, uh, male female demographic, and uh, you know, brings in like a, a lot of young people who like wrestling, and uh, they do their own wrestling show and uh, put it up against WWE and restart the Monday Night Wars. That would be brilliant. That would be great. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about I don't know if kids have this today, but you know, when we when when I was a kid, um, there were like uh, after school classes um, that would have like a wrestling class. And, you know, they would learn about, like, self-defense. So, uh, I don't know if the kids have it today, but I remember that we had it in our class. Yeah. I just think it'd be really awesome if they just brought another wrestling company in to compete with WWE. I th- yeah, I, think, I, think I mean, it. it would be good for the kids, and it will definitely be, uh, you know, hey, another a new game show that doesn't suck. <laughs> because, let's be honest, I mean, your, your status quo of game shows to from bad ones to good ones are getting pretty low. Mm-hmm. All right, then, next video. Let's take a look at this. Oh, this is interesting. This is uh, a fully robotic chef. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of those. I remember in Food Network a few years ago, they were talking about, like, the kitchen of the future. They were showing all these, like, really cool-looking gadgets. But, yeah, this is actually pretty new. Yeah, so, uh, basically, for those of you who can't see it, it's uh, basically just a pair of robotic arms, which are trained by the uh, to mimic the uh, abilities of a professional chef. And so, you know, they can go on their, uh, their iPad or whatever, or they can interact with the little screen on there and uh, tell the robot what to make and... Uh, then it just um, starts preparing the meals. It cooks. It uh, cu- you know it uh, cuts up the uh, the vegetables. It um, you know cooks the food, and uh, you know it does everything. It's even pouring in the sauce, and uh, it's uh, even preparing it on the on the plate. Like you know, this is like uh, this is like stuff you'd see in Ratatouille. Like you know, it's like it's uh, it's crazy. And, you know, that it's is even getting... crazy, yeah. And for people who can't cook, this is perfect for them. Yeah. Mind you, you're going to get bored of it eventually. I mean, uh, at least in my opinion, because what you're gonna have the you're gonna have like the same chef prepare you the same food over and over again. Eventually, you're gonna well, I mean, want some variety. Don't they have like updates in which, like, uh, oh, I want you to cook this recipe and upload it into the system? Mm, I don't know. I think uh, eventually they're gonna have to change it up at some point. But uh, I'm sure they will. I mean, yeah. it's just like with anything. Uh, you know, it's like, oh, it looks bright and new. Then it becomes antiquated, and then they'll have an updated version. Mm-mm, I don't know. I just think it's uh, you know it goes back to uh, remember we uh, we talked about that article uh, uh, a long t- I think a couple of months ago where basically you know a lot of jobs are gonna become automated in the next thirty years. And we're yeah, totally yeah, unprepared for it. Yeah. Like, you know, we need to get prepared for this because look at this. Like, you know, uh, we, we have robots. You know, look at Boston Dynamics. Look at the stuff they're doing. What, factory workers? You know, people opening doors. You know, uh, uh, dogs assisting, uh, you know, people getting up. And, uh, you know, now you've got chefs, robotic yeah. chefs. Pretty soon we're going to be having our own Skynet. Yeah, it's like, uh, mind you, I'm going to hate the day that they make a, a robot that plays your video games for you. <laughs> yeah. Robo Let's Play. Yeah, and also it's uh, and you give it its credit card for you to download the DLC. It's like you know, it's just it's uh, yeah, that's going to be a sad day when that happens. Okay, let's uh, see the last video of today. Okay, so uh, I don't know what country this is in, but uh, yeah, this looks 
particularly dangerous. This that is doesn't a, look safe. This is a digger that they're putting on top of a boat. And, uh... Yeah, it's just, it's, uh... They're slowly bringing it... They must have, like, dug up some dirt and must have made that little island for it to kind of walk across. And as you can see there, it's, uh... It's not walked out pretty well at all. I swear, this must be some third world country somewhere, because I swear they would have not put it on there. And they would have, uh... Found something sensible. What, what, what were they attempting to try and do here? I, mean, I have no idea. Are they trying to get this, um, this, um, this machine into the boat? I mean, it's much heavier than a wooden boat. Oh my god! It's pushing the boat into the into the into the sand underneath. As oh like, you can god. you can see how much it's struggling as well. It's uh, bloody poking out its smoke and everything. Oh, that's sad. Well. It's just, it's, uh... I would be off that boat in an instant. I would not. Yeah. Look, look at it. It's going to capsize. It's already, like, an, at a 90 degree... Well, not a 90 degree angle, but it's at a... It's at a 45 degree angle. Pointing diagonally up at the... Up, oh, my God. Oh, it's now they're seeing that it's... It smashed it's the boat. And, and, and the guy's driving it, trying to save it. It's like, I'm gonna grab it and I'm gonna push out of the way! Oh god. And there it goes, the boat is gone. So the boat's smashed in half, it's pretty much Titanic at this point. Every day in oh. my dream. Okay, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> Somebody was. Oh my god, there's the, there it goes, there goes the digger. And he's just buried the driver. <laughs> wow, this is awful. And it's gone. Do, 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 do. Do, do, do. Nobody got hurt, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of like, you know the, the scene in Terminator 2 where he, uh, where Arnold Schwarzenegger puts his thumb up as he goes into the, mol into the molten... Yes, yeah. exactly. It's like that. It's kind of like... <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Oh god! There. If to, if this episode of the show hasn't proved to you that there are some very stupid people on planet Earth, then uh, I don't know what episode to show you. But uh, I don't know yeah. what else to show you. But that's uh, yeah. That's... Well, yeah. Welcome to our segment of the Araminta Show: Twelve Million Stupid People and Growing. Mm -hmm. But Joshua, thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. And uh, if you want to check us out, it's facebook.com forward slash Arameta Show. That's Arameta Show on Twitter, arameta.tumblr.com, and youtube.com forward slash Arameta Show. If you want to find us on uh, on on Player FM, Stitcher, iTunes, uh, we're on Liberty Syndication as well, and so we're on plenty of podcast directories. But from all of us here at the Arameta Show, thank you very much for checking us out. Take care, and bye-bye for now. See you later.